The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Hello listeners, this is Anastasia Pierce, and you are listening to a Fetish Count Friday on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, the official podcast of FetishCon, presented by Didn't Kinky. Thank you, Anastasia, and welcome to a FetishCon Friday on the show, as this week we visit with a guest I met at last year's FetishCon. There are many different personalities in the kink and fetish world, and some will stand out for their genuine nature. And today on the show, we meet a free spirit both in the ropes and on the trail. Faith on Fire is a veteran fetish performer known for her wide array of content. From her fascination with balloons of all types to the amazing bondages she finds herself in, she brings great energy to the screen. That energy is matched by her strong will and no-nonsense attitude to be able to call out what is right and wrong in our kink world and is not afraid to stand up for her causes. But what might be the most remarkable is her journeys away from the ropes and into the trees and forests as she spends weeks on the Appalachian Trail exploring all the beauty in nature and its positive vibes. Faith on Fire, on what women and other wonderful humans want. And as always, we start with the first five, five questions about first with Faith on Fire. Hi. <laughs> first time you ever found a balloon fascinating. On my first shoot, probably... Oh, 20 years ago, and it was the first balloon, and I ended up blowing it up, and it was taller than me, and I had to blow it up until it popped, and I did not know my world was going to expand from there. What was it about that? Was it a simple request for you, and then it turned into something that you became known for? It was, I was on a modeling tour and uh, it was a producer in Pennsylvania. I don't even think they're producing anymore. And it was just like, hey, you want to do this shoot with balloons? I'm sure. And, uh, and it was just like, well, that was easy, but it was actually a bit more, more challenging than I expected. But it was, I had to stand the entire time and I was having a hard time because I was uh, buzzed from the lack of oxygen. And uh, I did not expect this. And so I, there was so many emotions and, and uh, the dizziness shocked me. And I'm like, I have to finish this without falling over. So I successfully blew to pop my first huge balloon without fainting. <laughs> Do you remember the first time somebody ever tied you up? First time, first time. Yes. Would you like to know more? Yes, please. <laughs> It was a photo shoot for um, the uh, ooh, Bondage Divas. Um, Vesta uh, was the one tying me up. Um, she still, I believe, helps with FetishCon. And uh, her and Genesis were the producers on set tying me up, holding the camera. And, and it was the first time I did not know what bondage was. I had no idea this was a thing. Honestly, I did it for that that moment for the money because I'm like, wow. And it was so amazing. And I couldn't stop struggling. And they like, you can calm down. I'm like, I can't. I want to keep moving in this rope. And, and so I fell in love with it. My first photo shoot. And I really evolved since then greatly. When was your first inkling that you knew that you enjoyed being tied up? That day that day what i did led not you to go to that place then money <laughs> I, I mean it it really was that was why i showed up for that shoot um it was after wrestling vesta then she's like hey do you want to do bondage i'm like what is this and then once i was bound uh during i just i remember 
I don't remember a lot of things, but I remember everything about that day, every set. My hair was about an inch long, blonde. I was so young and naive, but then once I was bound, it was the best, oh, I guess I'll say anxiety medicine I've ever experienced. And I I really am like, what, what is this? I can stay put and or choose to move. Ah, oh, it was just so relieving. First time you ever walked into a fetish con and your reaction to everything around you. Oh, uh, I was overwhelmed and I was amazed that this was potentially the life that I was going to lead. I didn't know that I was going to go full time at that point. I was still working in the corporate America and I was welcomed with open arms and tied up so much. And it was, it really, it, it, it got me. And I fell in love with the people, the rope, the energy, the smiles, and the more rope. <laughs> and uh, it was just so amazing to have that family in one place. And I felt that right away. First time you set foot on the Appalachian Trail and what it meant to you. <laughs> I grew up right near it. I did not know this. I had no idea what the Appalachian Trail was until maybe two years ago. I knew what it was. I had, the, you know, that's cool. Who would want to hike that? That's silly. <laughs> and then, uh, so basically, apparently, what I didn't know is I have this growing up and still every time I visit Pennsylvania, there's an outlook, uh, oh, look, uh, look over, whatever. Look out. Yes. Look out. Thank you. <laughs> and apparently this is on the Appalachian Trail. And I've been going there since a young end. And I did not know that was part of it. And um, so, but I only learned two years ago that this was part of the trail now that I'm going to be hiking all of it. So I will be seeing this. I will be making a point to sit there and have a snack and say, I've been here before. And said 10 million times and never knew it. Like that that's was going to be something I see on this huge adventure. We promised an interesting conversation with the free spirit of fetish. When mm -hmm. we come back more with Faith on Fire on what women and other wonderful humans want presented by Dating Kinky. For 21 years and counting, the original fetish trade show is FetishCon. Two entire ballrooms of fetish vendors and shows, education classes from the top personalities in the industry, the ultimate place to network and play, indescribable pool parties, an on-site dungeon, and hundreds of your closest fetish friends. The 2023 edition of FetishCon is August 10th through 13th in St. Petersburg, Florida, and will be there to bring you all the events, including the Red Carpet Galas and the 2023 Fetish Awards. So get ready for a weekend you won't ever forget. Slip on your cat suit or slip out of anything your dreams can desire. FetishCon 2023. Details at FetishCon.com or for the latest updates, find us on Twitter at FetishCon. We invite you to connect with us on social media so you can follow all the great news about the show. You can find us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1, on Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast, and on FetLife at WWWPodcast. And if you want to follow the host, that's easy, as on Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, he is Hi There Catsuit. And now back to what women and other wonderful humans want, presented by Dating Kinky. And welcome back to the program. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. Happy to be joined by Faith on Fire. I have been trying to get you on the show for a while now. We finally met at FetishCon. And who would have known that a conversation about dick pics would bring us together? <laughs> what a coincidence. Um, yeah, geez, that. Ah, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> but to set the scene and talk about uh -huh. how passionate you are about things, 
some okay i'll say it meathead comes out defending dick pics and the fact that well you're on a sex site like fetlife so it should be consented because you're just on the website and you went right. uh no and no, that like, led to probably the longest thread i've seen in years i have never seen a thread with that many people three it was like i think it's more than 300 now uh comments on this and i i just couldn't believe it i mean maybe i worded my statement a little wrong but you know what that's fine i made my point i don't want to see him unconsensually and it shouldn't a dick pic should not be in the your avatar it should unless i want to see it or you ask permission can i show you my genitalia but no i it, it's just always and and i don't it as a woman I feel that we get those unsolicited dick pics a little bit more uh, frequently than men, um, but it's it's just not consensual. And that was my whole point. I don't want to see them unless I ask for them. And it, it was just crazy how there's people defending this that, oh, well, I'm going to show you this because you're on this site. Therefore, you should want to see this and you should be you give permission saying, okay, this is an above 18 site. No, uh, I don't. And uh. <laughs> this show began from a question to Nookie Notes of Dating Kinky, where I said, I have so many of my friends telling me they're receiving unsolicited dick pics. I don't understand it. So what do women want? Hold on. We have a podcast. <laughs> and that's how this show started was nice, literally nice. trying to figure out how people in the kink and fetish world can connect with each other. And it turned out to be a much more interesting conversation, finding how they connect with themselves. So I will continue on this subject a little bit more. Why do you think that men ever think that an unsolicited dick pic will work as a way to attract a woman? <laughs> There's so many answers to this. Uh, maybe, I, oh gosh, why do I think it would work? Oh, because I love penis so much and it is all that is there and that is what I wanna talk to. And that is this, if I just keep looking at this picture, it's gonna make me so hot and horny. Oh, right, they have a face too. Like, come on. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I, no, I, I totally it, understand. That's why I, I asked. I, yeah. I, and there, it could be because they want to be remain anonymous. It could be because they think that is all they have good about themselves. Um, but, or they're just assholes. <laughs> good point. I mean, I, I, wish I knew the answer. I don't understand what they get out of it. I don't understand what they think they're going to meet their next ex-wife by, hey, look at my penis and let's talk without knowing. Uh, such a, I wish I had better words for how frustrating it makes me to think that, that that's what all they think is good about themselves, um, in my opinion. Uh, there might be other reasons, but I, I would prefer to see up their nostril than their freaking penis <laughs> or their elbow skin. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> just it's the it's. I understand. I show my boobs, but I'm not showing. I'm not. They're not. I don't think they're in my avatar. Um, I don't show. You know, send you those those pictures of the blurry picture. You have to click on it to know what it is. I will. I, you know. I, I. Why? Why do they want it? I don't know. Um, maybe that's just all they think they have that's good about themselves. That's that's all going, I think. Going back to our original format of how people connect with each other, what resonates in your heart as a way to connect with you? If somebody is reaching out to you, <laughs> what is it that makes you go, wow, this person gets it? Ah, and those messages, are, uh, they, they mean so much to me. What do, you don't do is, hi, baby. That's what you don't do. 
Um, what you do do is, hi, my name is. I really like your pictures. These, this particular topic, or say it's a balloon genre person. I really like when you're doing this with this balloon and you look really pretty. And I really appreciate you sharing this with us. Ah, oh, that just melts my little heart. And the, the next message is not a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> it may be, and, and, and it is very clear. They appreciate, they show their appreciation to, and, and because I'm so passionate about popping balloons and their passion can come through that message uh, instead of, hi, baby, pop my balloon. It's, I love when you, you know, they, they, they clearly watched the, the, the video. They clearly bought the video hmm. um, and they support me and they, they prove it and not at, in a respectful manner. And those messages just really, I'm like, oh my God, I will reply fast because you just are an amazing human um, that understands that we need respect and um, proper introductions. I don't need to know your mother's name or anything like that. But I need to know that you're gonna not, hey babies, here, yeah, here's my penis. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck on that now. No, but um, I totally understand because the way that thread went <sighs> was men defending themselves for doing it, and I've said on this podcast many times, in the battle of the sexes, I can't cheer for my own side. It's just but too much. In, in that thread, I was ashamed. Like I felt you, and I'm like, oh, I feel bad for those that actually respect us as women and our consent. Consent. It doesn't matter who you send it to. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm just ask, and don't be an asshole. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you got a message from someone that did melt your heart? Yes. Well, I don't remember the particulars, but I can tell you those I'm still friends with. I'm still friends with them. Um, not only do they support my work, they support that we are friends. I have met them. I've had lunch with them. I probably even stayed at their places. It, it, that's how it could this a beautiful message, a beautiful intro message to me. It, it surprisingly turns into a beautiful friendship forever. They don't understand this. Like, hey, baby's not going to do it. But I mean, if you're respectful, chances are we're going to meet in the future. We're going to have lunch. And it's, there's the potential is endless, you know, and friendship is, is really meaningful for me. Um, and when, uh, I, I can't re recall the, the first message, mm -hmm. but I know I'm friends with all of them and continue conversation. I love that. You <clears throat> talked in the first five about being tied up for the first time mm -hmm. and how it made you feel. What is the feeling? Is it of safety? Is it of hugging? Is it of sheer joy? The feeling that you get when you are wrapped by ropes. Um, I, I'll prelude this with because I, I have a high anxiety personality, this bondage feels, it feels all of that. Um, safe, yes. Depending on, you know, I, that's not usually the first descriptive I would use by when I'm doing a, a, a shoot or a custom video. Hey, I need you hogtied and this and that. I'm not thinking about safety. I know I am, it's an automatic thing. I am safe by the person that's tying me up or I wouldn't be doing it or wouldn't be allowing that. Um, what it does is it allows my brain to settle down. Um, I don't think about washing the dishes. I don't think about cleaning the house. I don't think about all of the 10 million things we all have to think about. I think about that moment that here now and the struggling and the, can I roll over? That is my only mission in life. And what a simple, so not sometimes, goal. Um, and it's really, it focuses me, which is really sometimes difficult for my, my brain to do. So it really, it focuses me and, and it calms me the heck down. 
I have claimed that kink and bondage especially is a drug for me that helps me self-medicate because when I am in those scenes, I can finally let go and Absolutely. nothing else will make me do it. And I don't drink and I don't smoke and I've never taken drugs and I don't mean to sound like a goody two shoes, but the fact is I haven't had anything to dull that pain until kink and fetish came along. Right. And, and I mean, those substances sometimes, yeah, may, might temporarily dull it, but it doesn't go away. And unfortunately we do have to be untied eventually. That's really unfortunate. Um, but the knowing that we have something to look forward to, we're like, we're going to be tied up next weekend. We're going to, that, this, this knowing that our therapy appointment is coming and knowing that we can work our asses off this whole week. And then Saturday, we look forward to letting go and, and relaxing into it and, and doing nothing else. And, and it is therapy. Um, I, I don't know if when I'm, I'm an outlier, but I'll admit 99% of the time bondage is not a sexual thing for me. Um, I sometimes feel bad for admitting that because those that buy our bondage videos, it is. Um, yeah, sure. I'll do a force orgasm. I'll, I'll do those things as it's called for. But again, it's, I'm, it's focusing my brain I'm not getting all hot and horny, getting that rope on my ankles and wrists. It's just not the way I click. It is, I am finally one and not a million tabs opened. It's just one. <clears throat> you and I are a lot alike in that. Yeah. Even in watching your videos or the videos of many fetish models, it's not the outfits they wear, I appreciate it. And I'm one that obviously likes cat suits and likes to see people clothed. It's not how beautifully they've done their makeup. It's not how much of a rocking body they have. It's seeing what they're put in and imagining being them. I have done this as well with certain websites I have not worked for. Uh, many of them are beyond my limits but i still fantasize about how it would feel to be in their situation um maybe it's a little bit beyond my like public public sexual limits or something you know i would it's not like i have a dungeon chamber in my bedroom so i can't do a lot of those things but i do fantasize about being in their situations and it, it it's like ah i hope they're relaxed but probably not with some of those things um they're saying ouch but it's they're also going through this therapy therapeutic moment as well and they are as high as a kite sober the endorphin high when they come out of that scene and i'm, I'm like i'm envious of this um and it, it, it's like ah oh, i want to be there i want to feel that and even watching a scene if the energy is there you can it's a beautiful bubble and I've watched scenes where I've cried because they're so happy. And this, ah, I, there's a few scenes I just was watching or filming and I was crying out of pure joy, even though they were yelping in pain consensually. It was the most beautiful thing, experience that they shared with me, allowing me to be in that room with them. So yes, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Describe to me the feeling of rope being put across your body depends on what kind coconut or nylon <laughs> <laughs> well um, let's go with nylon first because it sounds like coconut could be very interesting it is it so because i've been tied up i don't know i'm gonna say thousands of times at this point i i mean my first bonded shoot was in oh geez louise uh 2002 so 21 years ago holy hmm. crap so let's say thousands of times. Um, nylon. I I don't know. It's it's nice. It's soft. It's lovely. I can get suspended in it. I make it dirty. It slips. 
it's fun as long as the knots don't come out i like it it's great um it's not up to me really it's up to the rigorous preference um as what i found um as long as that rigor is enjoying it uh i don't care what kind of rope honestly sometimes they allow me to pick what my tool of torture is and so i will always i will pick jute i will pick harder rope and if they're willing to handle raw coconut rope they get to torture they suffer a little bit with their hands too so it makes me happy knowing that they're also getting little tiny splinters um this is the switch in me <laughs> um it, the, the sensation of that rope really just adds a lot more to it to me than nylon um but everything every rope uh, tie is different for you know whether it be the position the sensation the mission what is my goal how long do i have to do it uh how long do i want to do it um do i is this consensual am i fighting it it all it varies so greatly so nylon rope and coconut rope it, in the bigger picture it doesn't matter to me as long as i'm tied up really good I have your website open, faithonfire.com. Okay. And in front of me is a seven-minute video featuring someone that I know named Naughty Guy. Yeah, that, that's who I, I'm, I'm I, in my head. Every time I'm speaking of bondage, he's my little rope top slut. Mm -hmm. he, <laughs> um, we meet up at least once a week. And he has helped me tie. He's tied me up so much. And go ahead. I I don't know what scene you're looking at. He just finished decorating for his birthday and has hog tied you in balloons. Yay! So that was my idea. Um, <laughs> he allows okay. Me, he allows me. Like we have this beautiful dynamic, beautiful friendship. I'm like Jim. Jim tie me up and he's like all right and he'll never say no I'm like but you have to use balloons sorry my pup um he'll he'll use balloons and he'll use whatever I supply him if I'm like hey Jim I have an idea okay um and that balloon that he knows me and my damn balloons damn it <laughs> um so I he's never done that before and he his little smile he did not hate that he did not hate it. And that was his first time tying me up with balloons. And he's like, I need more. I need more. I'm like, oh, I see. You're not bored with this now, are you, naughty guy? No. Let's, <laughs> let's pour Legos over you, too. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so together, we just really, the, our collaborations are amazing. And he's helped me film so many videos. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to have, actually, my updates scheduled for my adventure. It, I give him so much credit for my business and his assistance and his willingness to tie me up as much as I, my little heart desires. Um, but yeah, bondage and balloons, they can be combined and it's fun. It's very fun. Is that the strangest thing you've ever been tied with or the most unique thing? Or can mm. you think of something else that was like, okay. I, I see uh, there's actually a video about how many lays can you put on too. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's that. That was, I mean, that was bondage in the end. I was pretty puzzled. I, that was interesting because I, yeah. Anyway, my brain never stops with the ideas. Um, oh boy. I just was referring to the story yesterday because um, I was wearing leg warmers. And so I was bound and it might be somewhere on my site. It was an 80s. I was dressed as an 80s um, aerobics gal. Yay. And we, we took the, ta the tape out of the cassette tapes. We had a whole bunch of cassette tapes. And we used that to tie me up. So that was pretty unique. And you would think that it would break easily. Well, not with as much that was put on me. I mean, I it was everywhere. So that I was bound with that. Um, that was that was pretty unique. Um, yeah, I that I think that one is a top three. I should have I should have thought about this question. <laughs> in huh. in 
imagining things when it comes to balloons and bondage. I watched The Girl in the Spider's Web this week. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. You will want to see it because one of the scenes, the protagonist wakes up and everything is dark around her. And you could tell that she feels like she's in a really tight, dark room. And then suddenly the vacuum starts. It's the worst sound ever. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) And it was attached to a latex balloon that just, not a balloon balloon, but latex as in heavy latex, right into her and she is stuck. But her face was exposed. No. Oh. (laughs) I had it, I I recently, uh, within the year, I I did a latex bed uh, for the first time. I mean, it was like, it was my second time, but this was the most, pressure suction and I could I was actually thinking I could move so I made sure they tied me up and then they put me in it because I didn't <laughs> want to move oh boy uh, it was amazing because and I have a few of those pictures on FetLife you can see the rope through the latex um that was so amazing but then I was having a physical problem with my ears my ears both my eardrum my eardrums busted mm. it was too much pressure so I was not able to enjoy everything else when my my ears were giving me problems. So unfortunately, I'm like, so now I'm trying to come up with a, a, another way I can try latex beds again and being a little safer. Um, lesson learned. <laughs> I, the one time I've gotten to try a, a latex back bed, my head was out of it. And that's gonna it have was to be quite what enjoyable. I yeah, that's, I have a latex hood. I'll wear that. You know, I'll, I'll get the more of the sensation that way versus the pressure uh, since I do have a physical problem with my ears. With balloons mostly being made out of latex, do yeah. you have a latex fetish? No, I do not. And it might be because I live in Florida. Hmm. Um, I really feel I do have a latex cat suit. Uh, several years ago, I did wear it to fetish con. Um, it was lovely, except for everywhere I went, there was a puddle of water following. <laughs> well, it was yep. my sweat. And I'm a sweater anyways. So that really, I'm like, oh God, my DNA is everywhere. And then <laughs> uh, I ended up having to be in the pool to remain cool enough and safe. So I wouldn't get overheated. So I do think if I was up north in a colder climate, I may have more of a latex thing but florida and the storage of them in florida Mm -hmm. it just isn't really conducive to my lifestyle well let's talk about something that is conducive balloons (laughs) the fascination of it obviously you said it started when you did a scene for content Mm -hmm. but how does one scene become an obsession I'm obsessed with smiling. I'm obsessed with being obsessed with being happy. And when I pop a balloon, that's what happens. Try popping a balloon, unless you have this true, genuine fear of them. You and all the listeners should pop, blow up a balloon. Eh, you know, fine. Hey, now pop, blow up a balloon, pop it. Try not to freaking smile, man. It's really hard not to. And so it's the, I'm a, it's, I don't want to say it's addicting, but every pop on my smile, like it's bigger, bigger, bigger. And who wouldn't want this? Like, it's just makes me happy. <laughs> um, when they pop, I did recently do some videos and they, I was sitting on them and it was a cold atmosphere. I don't know why, but they, they, when they bite you and the shard makes a mark on your skin, I don't find that really joyous. Uh, so I, you know, they popped, I'm happy, but I'm like, ah, God damn it. They bit me. (laughs) So I've learned, I've learned to wear like yoga pants and I'm just as satisfied, um, biting the balloons and science says it's not going to hurt me in the face. Um, 
I just can't get enough of popping them. (laughs) (laughs) When you discovered you were not alone in this joy, how relieving was that? Well, because I was approaching it from a business point of view at first, I was grateful that there was money to be made, to be honest. But since then, it's it's relieving because I can actually, I have a best friend in California and anytime he's popping balloons or anytime I'm popping balloons, we do a little chat. I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing. And just knowing that there's other people and friends that we can I can reach out to and share that true passion, that true genuine smile and joy about what we're about to do with these darn balloons is just amazing. And, and, and this friend, we will be friends forever. Yes, our, we started with balloons, but we can talk about the weather if we want to, but you know, that's not as much fun. It's just, it's just relieving to know that just like any kink, that there's someone else that loves it as much as, if not more than you. And they can, you can share notes. Hey, what is, what happens? Oh my God, you did that, what happened? And you're both smiling in that conversation. There are all sorts of different types of balloons. Are you fascinated with one kind over another? Um, see-through ones. I just posted uh, a, a video uh, capture on FetLife just yesterday, I think, because it usually video captures, hey, you know, da, 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 da. it's just I'm like, whoa, like from the camera, I didn't know what it was. I could see the camera when I was filming, but then when, as I'm editing, I'm like, dude, that is a beautiful balloon. Like, because I could see my, my whole, it was huge. It was bigger than my body. And so I could see my whole body through it. <sighs> Something about seeing through it does it. And then maybe I'm smoking a cigarette or a vape and the smoke goes into it and you can see that. I, science, I know, but just the <laughs> visual the visual of it just is amazing to me. You talk about big balloons. I take it you've been in some balloons as well. Yeah. I have been in them several times. It takes a it takes a team to to allow it to be safe. Uh and then video it, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh because one person, you know, having one person just as safety, another person with the air inflator, then the person like each person has a job to do. Um, and especially if I'm in it and they're not paying attention, uh, I need more air, you know, in it sometimes. Um, it, it can be tricky. It can be a really unsafe kink to be inside balloons. Um, I've also been inside, it was a body balloon. I was inside it up to my neck and then it was, I had a water hose in it. And so basically I filled it up with water until it popped. Um, that was challenging. It took a long time. It, I was pressured down in a, like this weird lunge thing because the balloon was pushing down towards the earth, like gravity. And I was in like, my back was hurting, but I didn't want to cheat, but I wanted the water to pop it. And then when it did it flood, everyone's feet got wet. That was watching my mom quick jumped on my motorcycle to get out of the way of the flood. (laughs) I will never forget. It was they're like, what are you doing, Faith? I'm like, I don't you and your darn balloons. <laughs> so it's yes, inside balloons are great. Um they always pop. Like I, I've never had one I've got in that survived, which is fine, but they're a little they're a little pricey. So you have to know what you want with them. <clears throat> What is the feeling of being in one filled with air when it's basically a void around you? Not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> Honestly, I was I was slightly disappointed. Uh, knowing that there's this thing, all I had to do is poke my finger at it and it would pop. I could be out of it. Um, I could hear and see everything outside of it, it was not bondage as I suspected it would be. I really anticipated it to be more, because it was, there's air around me. It's not squished up against, when it was squished up against me, it was a little bit more fun. It was deflated, 
that was a little bit more bondage like. So I enjoyed that more so than when it was just this void of air around me with this tiny little thin layer of stretching material. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it would be, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, why would I not? Jeez. <laughs> do you have a favorite bondage or a couple of them that you remember and you say as Liz Lemon would say on 30 Rock, I want to go back to there. The, Of course, there is this one and it wasn't, it was a personal play moment. Uh, it was a hotel scene. I was wrapped in um, hotel sheets. We just used what was available. Uh, I think maybe brought a couple straps, leather straps. I was rolled in the hotel sheets, um, mummified really tight um, with the straps here, you know, every two foot on my body. And then I had uh, music put over in earphones over my my ears. I uh, think my, my face, I had a pillow sheet over my head, just totally mummified for about an hour and a half. And I still have the CD of that playlist. Um, anytime I hear one of those songs on the radio, I, it brings me back. And it was not filmed there was a there's a few pictures taken of it but it was it was for me it was the biggest most amazing hug sensory deprivation scene i've ever done it was so amazing i cried like he could he didn't know i was releasing so much emotion happily like it's hard to say i'm crying happy but it was it was the best happy cry i've ever experienced and that that scene really it stuck with me because it was personally Person, it was personal, not business, you know, and I, there was no acting. There was no makeup needed. I didn't have to shave my legs. It was great. <laughs> I had a similar scene with someone you may, may actually know, uh, Help Sophia, who is at Sidetracks, uh, along with Canine Blitz. And she mummified me in a hotel blanket and then tied all around very similar to what you were talking about. And then she fell asleep next to me and I fell asleep next to her. Like what amazing moment that is, right? Like, and you're, you're safe, you know that. You're not thinking about anything else but how beautiful this moment is. And you're so relaxed that you can sleep. There's no stresses in the world, which we can't relate to that outside of this really where there's so much stress and stuff ah uh, i'm yay we are similar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i do believe we are now i see why rope pros was going have you met faith yet have you met faith yet <laughs> yeah he he and i uh uh he he just gave me he's been helping me edit some things and he really he he bl blames i said that's the wrong word he gives me the he says I am the reason he's now come out to experience kink a lot more than he has fantasized about. So I have helped him get his foot in the door and now experience things that he never thought he could. So ah, he's an amazing human. And I'm so grateful. I, that is one of my passions is teaching, not teaching, showing people the right path um, and exploring what they like and not being ashamed of it. But hey, talk to these people. Here's this group. Let me show you how this feels, the safe way, and then you can explore it. Grow your wings bigger, but let me show you the safe way to begin. Because, um, I, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, step in things, you know, full bang, full force, and then they get scared away. And then they, uh, it hurts my feelings when that happens. I'm like, oh, uh, start with nylon. <laughs> <laughs> We spoke before the show talking about fetish con and luckily enough, our podcast was named the official podcast of fetish con. We're going nice. to do some, uh, some original and live and uh, really cool content out of there. But you talked about how last year's was just so amazing. It was my first fetish con. <laughs> and I felt because of people like Anastasia Pierce and Jean Bardot suddenly making me the person that people are being introduced to. I'm going, 
really? Describe yeah. that feeling for you, because I know you were so not only busy, but you got to see so many people. It's like being in the middle of a family. That's exactly what I call it. I call it the family reunion. Um, and because fetish content happened for two years or so before that, because of COVID, it was the first time I saw some of these people in three years. And then, you know, JJ Plush and Shiny, uh, within those, the last five, 10 years, I became really good friends with them. And I, I just, and, and wrote pros the the group, the, fa the family unit, I don't, I don't get to see these people as often as I want. I want to hang out with them every day. And coming to FetishCon is, uh, and, and it, I think this was, that was my 15th one. I don't know. My first one was 14. Wow. I don't know. I've lost track. Um, <laughs> so, you know, seeing people for the one time a year for that long, they better damn well be your family. Um, I'm not, I, and we're all the, maybe we're all the black sheep cousins, <laughs> but we all are there together getting along for the same reason, same topic, the love of kink, whatever it is, but the support that's there and knowing that, you know, as we know, life can be too short and it's, I, I, you know, I don't take it for granted. I don't know if I'll see these people again. And I want to, I just want to hold them and hug them and call them George. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly the cartoon you were talking about and love him and hugging him and squeeze him and call him George. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so, George is my friend. <laughs> how I feel about all of them and and so I just can't get enough of them and sometimes I have a hard time my my anxiety I have a hard time leaving the room because everyone's down there and I have to put a face on and smile but then I want to smile once I see these beautiful people um and I miss them all year long until I see them again so it, it is a family kinky family union and when I go to Germany, BoundCon every year, I'm going to miss it for the first time this year. Makes me so sad because I have a, a group of English kinky friends that some of them were here at their fetish con, but uh, I only get to see them once a year. And they have become my family. Um, we have Zoom meetings often just so we can see each other. And um, yeah, it means a lot to me. And we all share this common thing that we feel comfortable talking about and sharing. And it's amazing. It's uh, irreplaceable. We go from talking about being around the ones we love to taking an adventure where the nearest <laughs> yeah. person may not be anywhere in sight. When yeah. we return on what women and other wonderful humans want with Faith on Fire in a minute. We are proud to be the official podcast of FetishCon 2023, and we'll be bringing you some amazing content from the convention itself, including live streams and extended podcast interviews with all your favorite fetish personalities. If you'd like to support our efforts, we would be happy to accept. Either leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or if you'd like to help us financially, we accept that as well. You can do that at bit.ly slash thanks, Catsuit. We really appreciate it. Now back to the show. Hi there, I'm Nookie. My pronouns are she, hers, and I'm the founder of Dating Kinky a different kind of dating and educational site for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Catch me in my own podcast, Dating Kinky. And now back to John and their guest on what women and other wonderful humans want. Welcome back to the program. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, joined by Faith on Fire on a Fetish Con Friday. It is so good to get to talk with you after meeting you. And the one thing that I noticed you said in the last segment 
that just kind of went snuck on by was your switchy self. <laughs> yes. Do you like Absolutely. putting ropes on people? Yes. Um, only short ones. <laughs> <laughs> I lose patience with ropes that are longer than 20 feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I am not going to suspend someone. I am not going to uh, work shibari. God, uh, uh, I just want you in mobile quickly um, <laughs> and efficiently. And I sure I can do pretty damn so on distress things on someone. But damn it, give me a 10 foot piece of laundry line and I'm going to make you stay put. But my and, and I do enjoy giving bare hand spankings um, there for a while. Years. I mean, still, it just takes the right bottom. Um, you know, I love doing CBT, CBT. Um, I, I love inflicting consensual pain on someone. I giggle. I will tell you the worst horrible dad jokes in the world while you're tied up. I am (laughs) really, I am not the mean mistress, uh, orgasm control. I enjoy, um, that dynamic if they allow me that, um, privilege, um, I've been a key holder. I I actually don't believe chastity uh, belts are should be required if you just simply listen to my request. But so yes, I'm a switch. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Especially the dad joke part of it. Yeah, yeah. You will giggle if I have you tied up. I, it's really, I it's my natural. I'm not gonna be mean I mean I'll be mean to your body but your brain and your mouth I'll shove something in it and then still make you laugh (laughs) one of my favorite games to play is what I call the f-bomb game where I will challenge a top this is only if we're doing a fun scene I'll say if you can get me to say an Mm f-bomb you've you've won the game and so they'll They'll do an impact and really hard, and I'll go, budge. (laughs) And then I'll go, Red Flintstone. But the one exactly what I would do. The one that would make people drop their flogger is when I would go, Barvig (laughs) Nugan. I'm going to have to do that. I might have to play that game. <laughs> I think Brad Sheba, when she played with me, Brad Sheba is an amazing person from up here in Ohio. I, I think she dropped her flogger when I did Far McNugan. <laughs> but I, I, it's I, I, the I, I, joy I'm... of driving. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, hit me harder. <laughs> oh, that would. Oh, man. I'm sure you get a little bit harder uh, impacts after you do that. Yes, I do. And Fair I'm enough. amazed at how hard I can take it these days because I wasn't an impact person a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, evolution is a great thing. <laughs> so you very soon will be <laughs> stepping out of the apartment, out of Florida, out of civilization, and going on an adventure. Tell yeah. me about it. I mean, I did just go to Antarctica and Argentina. That was a, a good one. But, you know, I'm not done. So I decided to uh, start, uh, do a little hike. Yeah, I think I'm going to start in Georgia. And I guess I'll just start hiking 2,200 miles. And I um, I hear that there's a big sign that says Katahdin in Maine. So um, I'm going to end my hike in Maine. Um, I'm going to, I, I don't want to use the word attempt, but that's the common way. I'm going to attempt to through hike the Appalachian Trail. I'd rather say I am going to hike the Appalachian Trail. I don't, there's the attempt. No, that, that leads to negative. So I am going to do this. Um, and I'm going to have everything I need to live on my back, my tent, my sleeping bag, wear one, one uh, layer of clothing and then have another a pair of clothing in my back to sleep in and that's it um i will hit up towns every three four five days give or take 
to re-up on my food supply, maybe take a shower. Um, that'd be lovely. Do some laundry um, and go on the hike again. So that should take me, I'm hoping five and a half months, but I have situated all my websites as of yesterday through August. I have wow. all my updates and everything updated through August to just in case, you know, if I get injured, I, I don't know if I'll come. Well, I don't, all my stuff's going to be in storage. I will heal wherever I'm at and continue on. Um, so I'm going to go live in the woods for a while. I love camping. It's a passion. I love campfires. I love simplicity. I need more of that in my life. I hate walking. Maybe I'll get over this. <laughs> I hope so. I I mean, you know, if that's one thing I learned, that'd be great. You say you're an anxious person and that you're <laughs> riddled with anxiety. Indeed. Is a trip like this one way you can take that out of your mind? Or I, does it mean that you're constantly thinking of it? I think my brain is not going to, you know, I'm, there's not going to be an off button. Um, there isn't uh, for me. I will be then worried about the next mile. Is it going to rain? My, do my feet hurt? Man, I need a break. Ooh, I'm hungry. Where's the next water source? Where's the next town? Where am I sleeping tonight? My, my anxiety is just going to go a little different direction. I'm not going to worry about filming and putting makeup on and shaving my legs. I'm going to more worry about, shoot, there's a snake and I hate snakes. <laughs> um, what's that noise? I hope it's not a bear. It's my, my brain is just going to go in a different direction. Um, I also think I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be hiking alone. There's going to be other people on the trail. There's several, there's lots of people that try to do this. I, if I want company, I can have it. I'm sure I, I can find a new, a friend and hike with them. I am doing this for me, not with anyone else. I'm starting alone. I'm going to hopefully end with a group of beautiful fr new friends. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to my brain uh, at the end. I think I'm going to, I don't want to say I'm going to be a different person. I'm always going to be kinky. <laughs> uh, but I think living so um, minimally for six months is going to change my outlook in the forever future. Um, what that's going to look like, I don't know yet. Um, I'm excited to know, excited for the unknown. It can change your priorities, can it? Yeah. Like, where's your next water source? We don't think about that naturally. I mean, we don't have to, that we live in society for a reason. Um, you know, but if I don't have any water, what am I going to do? I can't cook my meals. I can't cook my ramen noodles. I, you know, what happens if my fuel for my stove goes out? I don't get a hot meal that night. Ugh! that's going to be sad. Like my priority is going to change. Um, and not many people think about these things for a reason, you know, we don't have to, but I'm choosing this and I, it's going to bring a new appreciation to the small things that we take for granted. That's to, to say the least. Here's what I'm hoping. I am hoping that you make it through, you get through August and you're ready to come see your family again and that you and I sit down with a couple of microphones in St. Petersburg and talk about the adventure you just had. How does that sound? I would love that. I would love that. That is my goal to be back by the end of July and then I can come back with flying colors and so much need for kink that I'm going to have to inch at FetishCon. Uh, I mean, you might not be able to get the rope off of me, but that's okay. I, I really, I, I look forward to it. So we might have to do the interview with my hands bound, if you don't mind, because you see, I talk with my hands. Uh, <laughs> I, there's a, that's it. Um, I will have a lot to talk about and things to share that I don't know yet. Maybe we can get 
somebody to tie us both up and put the microphones there and have the interview while we're tied. I would love that. I would. Uh, yes. I want to shake your hand right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think not a guy would do that for us. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds know, good. Actually, I know he would. <laughs> Maybe with balloons. <laughs> now wait a minute <laughs> it'd be popping all over the place welcome back to pop welcome where was i <laughs> now that sounds like a fun thing that, that that would be great i would love to talk to you in august um my goal is to be back by then that sounds wonderful faithonfire.com is the best place to see your content i'm guessing and um it, it is the website that i will forever have mm -hmm. um there are links there to get to other places which i do prefer people to use uh such mm -hmm. as my clips retail store okay uh because not only is there bondage and balloons there is so much more there uh because faith on fire though that website is it's bursting it's it's tied up tuesdays and bursting thursdays Mm -hmm. So there's only only two topics there, ah, which is okay. great. But clips for sale, I have 4,200 videos up, I think, wow. on there. So it, and I opened that store in 2006. That is where you can find everything to my feet, to my ears, to my nose, to my belly button, <laughs> to everything in between. Um, so I do think that is a more versatile place to find uh, what you might like uh, to see. I recommend using the keyword search. Uh, the Clipsher Sale studio number is important, uh, 7999. And I will um, put that in the show notes to make sure everybody yeah. gets that. But in the meanwhile, since I'm taking a kink hiatus, this is, um, I don't, I have a, I just opened a Patreon page. If anyone cares to uh, follow my hiking antics. Um, it's, I just, the other day I just Googled uh, and, and I've come out of the closet, if you will, with my real name, um, because hiking and, and it's okay because no one can pronounce it right anyways. That's the funny part. Um, so my real name is Aisha, I-S-H-A. I have nothing to hide. Um, so I am going, if you Google Patreon, Aisha's, I-S-H-A-S, Adventures then you'll be able to find my Patreon page. I can give you the link if you want it directly. Um, but I-S-H-A um, is my real name. And that's what I'm going by until I get a trail name. I'll get a whole nother name on trail. So um, that's how people can show me or follow my antics. We will definitely put all those links in the show notes. Excellent. Faith, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I keep thinking like both of us mummify beside each other would be fun too. <laughs> yes. Maybe bubble bubble wrap. No. <laughs> I've done it. It's not as much fun as you think, but it is still fun because you can't hurt each other. <laughs> I, oh, see, my brain the, never stops. <laughs> oh, the places will go. Or not go as the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing a little duct tape can't fix. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop the recording there. What an amazing woman, Aisha, or Faith, depending upon which personality she's using, definitely is. Her exploration of the Appalachian Trail is something very personal to her. And I know that a lot of you enjoy her content online and enjoy the fact that she's quite kinky. But if you help her out with her exploration of the Appalachian Trail, that's supporting the wonderful person that she is. And I do encourage you to do that. The link is patreon.com slash Aisha's I-S-H-A-S underscore adventures that's patreon.com aisha's i-s-h-a-s underscore adventures i know it would mean a lot to her if you supported her in that way and it would mean a lot to me as well and i thank you for joining us on this fetish con friday we will be back with our regular show next tuesday 
when we will be visiting with the one and only Vivian Darkbloom, the Boston Domina, latex enthusiast, doll handler, and amazing, amazing human. That's Vivian Darkbloom next Tuesday on the show. Until then, I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit. I hope I've earned the privilege of your time. And I remind you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you. Join us on Twitter at WhatWomenWantP1. On Instagram at WhatWomenWantPodcast. For our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. And now, select shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash datingkinky. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free.